Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. Uh, my name is Stephen Halasnik, and I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. And Financing Solutions, for the last 13 years, has been providing easy-to-set-up lines of credit for small businesses. We are a direct lender. You, we are we are providing lines of credit with our own money. And uh, I've had lines of credit my whole life for my businesses, uh, both business and personal. So I know how valuable they are. I'm passionate about the idea that every entrepreneur should have a line of credit just in case. I will be your host for today's uh, Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Um, and if you're interested in learning more about a line of credit for your business, please visit our website at fscreditline.com. Again, that's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. A little bit about me. Over the last 25 plus years, I've built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies that have made the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people with business experience. And today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Robert Poole from Total Business Results. And before we get to Robert, today's sponsor for today's podcast is Technology Management Group, also known as TMG. For the past 30 plus years, they've been involved in the cybersecurity space. So if you have any cybersecurity concerns or issues, please feel free to reach out to them at cyberctrl.com. Dot net. Again, that's cyberctrl.net. Our guest today is Robert Poole. He is the co-founder of Total Business Results. He helps entrepreneurs grow their business through B2B cold calling, appointment setting, and lead generation. He is a graduate of West Point, previously an Army officer, and has over 25 years of experience in B2B cold calling and owning a B2B marketing firm. Um, Robert? Welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Oh, great. Thank you. It's great to be here, Stephen. So is your primary work nowadays in call calling help or is it in lead generation, like building a lead generation system? Well, we, um, of course, uh, we, we do, um, we've traditionally been a lead generation um, based upon cold calling company. Uh, that's how we got started and, and how we thrived for many years. Uh, about five or six years ago, we started getting a little bit more into the advice side of the business and started doing some uh, business coaching and that sort of thing associated with cold calling and, and growing your business throughout that way, um, using cold calling uh, in, you know, whatever way is appropriate for your business. So, Kind of, kind of both uh, to answer your question. So, I, I picked the I when you when you when we found you and you you talked about joining the podcast. Um, you know, cold calling. I used, you know did it twenty years ago. You know, not even that, and more farther along than that. You know, and you know there is a business principle that um, that I know, which which is you know. Sometimes making something old new again is a good strategy, right? People are still doing cold calling. I, I am, you know, that's why I'm having you on because I think it's it's a good topic. I think it makes sense. But, you know, as you know, I mean, this podcast is to help people get over $10 million in size, right? Yeah. I, I, I think if cold calling is your primary method of generating leads, 
you're going to struggle getting over the $10 million mark. Is that fair or no? Uh, well, like, like any good lawyer would say, it depends. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, if, <clears throat> cold calling is one of those things. And, and you're right. The things have changed certainly since you and I uh, started cold calling. I mean, I started back in the mid nineties and certainly a different environment than today. Uh, you know, back then, you know, you were still getting calls uh, at your dinner table, so to speak for, you know, consumer based things. But, um, you know, it's still, um, you know, the, the ultimate, uh, answer is that it's still a very viable, um, uh, marketing technique for businesses when you're calling B2B uh, exclusively. And, um, but it's, it's like everything, you know, you know, 20 something years ago, things like social media, you know, LinkedIn, things like that didn't exist. And so, like you said, that was kind of the old school traditional way to do things. And um, in my opinion, um, not only is cold calling still relevant, um, but it actually enhances um, and has been, it's been added to by, these other marketing techniques that we now use um, <clears throat> that in the past you would have to pair it with, let's say direct mailer, so to speak, you know, or things like that. Um, when you were trying to reach a high end decision maker um, these days um, you can integrate it with other marketing techniques. And so it's actually more powerful in a lot of ways than it was in the past uh, because we can customize so many things. Um, you know, there's a, there's a perception, um, like you said that, you know, most people think, well, geez, cold calling is that's ancient, you know, that's gone by the wayside. And the truth is, uh, I mean, our company has, you know, last time I checked, we'd made like 35 million, you know, calls in the last, you know, 20 years or so. And, um, you know, for the right businesses, it can certainly make sense. If you're selling $27 widgets, you know, whatever, um, you're, you're probably not going to do that through a cold call. Uh, it, that doesn't make sense. Uh, like you said, you're not going to get to 10 million of revenue doing that. Um, but if you're selling a hundred thousand dollar CRM system, um, you know, that personalization is not going to come through. Somebody's not going to put it in their shopping cart and, you know, buy it that way. Um, and, uh, so it, it really depends on the situation, but, uh, it's definitely a, a relevant thing. Um, we have clients that regularly make, you know, we just had a client, uh, two or three weeks ago that I think made a, I think she said the commission on this deal was like 430,000, you know, so um, it, it certainly works. It's just got to be done the right way. And it's got to be done uh, with the right audience for the right types of products and services. Stu, so, I mean, people are, I, what, so what, what products are you seeing now that, People, what industries are people in or products that they're selling is still viable for cold call? I mean, you mentioned CRM systems. I imagine large software packages, um, those type of things. What what else would you say are, are viable solutions for cold calling? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you our, our big three. Our big three, so to speak, um, has always been things like business brokerage, uh, the M&A space, um, a lot of yep. uh, because of the size of the deals that, that happen. Um, another one is commercial insurance, which has become a very competitive and commoditized uh, type of business. Uh, but the personalization aspect that cold calling gives you really uh, has helped a lot of um, uh, our clients get out of that struggle. Uh, and then I would say that another big one is managed IT. Um, well, a lot of companies, uh, and they don't have to be selling necessarily that $100,000 product, but, um, but selling something that uh, is a little bit more complicated again, um, takes that that personalization, that uh, person to person 
um, type of thing. So those are our three big ones. Um, we have other, you know, smaller industries, you know, commercial real estate, um, you know, um, there's financing stuff. Um, there is, um, you know, benefits. Uh, I mean, there's a variety of different industries that it works for. Um, as I said, it's, it tends to work better for obviously higher ticket items. Uh, and it works for um, industries where, uh, you know, you need a personal relationship in order to sell whatever you're selling. Um, in, in those scenarios, it tends to work. It's, but it's like everything, you know, cold calling is certainly not the um, answer to, you know, all every situation. And, you know, unfortunately, in, in today's world in, in marketing, you know, every guru out there will tell you, well, you know, you got to run Facebook ads or you got to, you know, network on LinkedIn or you got to do this or that. And usually they have an agenda. Um, and I'll be the first one to tell you that cold calling is not for everybody. Um, everything works sometimes, but most things will not work for your business. So the key is finding those that will. Um, and cold calling compared or uh, complemented with other um parts of the marketing program uh, can be really effective, again, for the right situation. What do you think the going rate is? So you're in, you're in Phoenix, I'm in Northern New Jersey. Um, to, you know, it doesn't matter because you, know, you, you probably may not have the person making the calls in, in your office. I, I guess there's two ways of doing you hire a, a, a full fledged salesperson and that's their job, right? That their job is to, to close deals for you. And part of that is cold calling. Um, or you have, you know, a telemarketer that you hire, you know, let's use that word loosely. Um, they're a lower paid person. They, they get the lead warm and then, you know, the owner or somebody else jumps in at that point. Um, uh, you know, if you're using a cold caller, uh, you know, I, I don't know, $35, $40 an hour. Are we talking that? Uh, yeah, for somebody good, um, I would say, you know, you're you're probably, again, you've got two different scenarios. You've got, like you were talking about the, the sales end of it, which is a different skill set than the lead gen aspect of it. Right. Um, but for your, so for your telemarketers, for lack of a better term, your lead gen people, um, you know, that's obviously going to be lower end. And, you know, depending on, on cost of living, of course, and all that, I would say, you know, you could probably get, you know, in the $25 an hour range um, if you were hiring somebody direct. Uh, if you, unfortunately, a lot of people make the mistake of trying to hire somebody at minimum wage because they think this is, you know, I'm going to say it, a monkey with a phone. Um, and you get very poor results doing that. Because uh, that's one thing we've found over the years is that the the people that we use, um, it, it takes a, some a, quite a bit of intelligence and it takes a very special personality to be able to do a repetitive task like that uh, over and over again. Um, and so, and it's again, it's a different task than um, you know having a sales rep, for instance. So you you kind of almost need both. Uh, and a sales rep, like you said, is a higher end uh, person that's working those leads, but not the person that's generating them. So. Uh, I wish I could give you a, you know, an absolute answer, but, um, you know, it, it, I would just say that don't expect to pay minimum wage. Um, and, uh, but I you're, you are going to pay, you know, a lower end of the spectrum for a lead gen person versus somebody who's actually closing the sales, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I did forget, I mean, I have another company called elite fuel funding that I own and, uh, you know, five years ago, we did hire someone at 25, I don't even know what we paid her, $30 an hour to call on funeral homes. And, um, 
you know, so what what has changed now with the fact that, you know, do people still have office phones? I mean, I do, I do, but office phones versus cellular phones, you know, wh- how has that changed things? Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, from the, uh, the person doing the cold calling has certainly changed. The technology has changed, obviously. You know, back when I started, uh, you know, there was no such thing as an auto dialer, at least for individuals. That was something only large corporations were playing with at the time. Uh, and, um, you know, but that had its benefits, actually. Um, and so, of course, now you've got the technology and we've all gotten used to, excuse me, remote and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that that part has changed. Um, but, uh, you know, the the overall concept of, of what you're doing, uh, the skill set and everything, it really hasn't changed that much, you know, over the years. Um, so, um, you know, when we're, when we're looking for somebody uh, to help us with that, so we need to, um, to find, you know, that, that person that, that knows enough about our business to sound intelligent. Um, and, uh, you know, because like, for instance, when we do interviews, we're looking for accents and um, pairing them with different parts of the country and that sort of thing. So, you know, you're in New Jersey. So if you're, if you were calling nationwide, I don't know what your um, market is, but um, for a particular product, but, you know, you probably don't want callers from New Jersey calling down into the deep South, um, you know, and vice versa. And uh, I mean, let's be real, uh, people from the Northeast, uh, you know, sometimes think that everybody from the South that speaks slow is a dummy and everybody from the South that thinks everybody from the Northeast, it speaks, you know, uh, fast and, and more gruff, uh, more businesslike is, uh, you know, kind of, uh, kind of jerks. So you have to, you know, match people with uh, their, their skill set and their accents and things like that. So there's, there's quite a bit to it, but, um, but the basics haven't changed, uh, if that answers your question. Um, and just like any good principles in marketing or anything else in life, um, truth principles don't change over time. Um, just the around the edges, we change technology and things like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I actually, uh, I'm not contradicting you, what you're saying about the, uh, you know, we actually had hired uh, a, a, a much, much older woman who sounded like your grandma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you couldn't say, you couldn't be mean to her. <laughs> and she, I thought, you know, I think sometimes you have to think outside the box of, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're doing something, you don't follow what the experts say. You go against the grain. And she was really able to, she's very chatty. She was able to open people up um, to over a period of time, you know, stay in touch with them. And, you know, she, she loved what she did. She really had a passion for it. You know, that was, it was a good find, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So uh, when you, let's say you have people that are, that you're helping, you're coaching them, um, but they're coming to you and they're saying is, listen, I need help. We're not generating leads. We're not, we don't have a good lead generation system. Would it ta- take me through what questions you usually ask them to determine if cold calling is right is the right type of thing for them? I mean, we I know we talked about a bigger ticket item, but mm-hmm. what else would you ask them? You know, if it's uh, you know maybe they're more better geared toward SEO, maybe they're better geared toward s you know pay for uh, pay for click, you know other types of things. So, what are you typically looking for? I think the the number one thing, and, and I think this is just in business in general, but as you know, it's it comes down to the, the type of customer or client that you're going after. Um, and w- not only where those people sort of congregate, if you will, 
um, but how they uh, how they consume things, uh, how they consume their media, how do they um, get their information? Um, what are, what's their how do they like to do business? Uh, so, for instance, um, you know, typically, um, I mean, it's a stereotype, but the younger generation is more comfortable with you know social media and all online relationships. Um, you know, um, I'm still, you know, in the old fart category of, you know, still getting used to social media and I still like talking to people and that sort of thing. Um, so uh, what I'm getting at is that depends on the approach depends on, um, the type of person you're getting at. For instance, our clients, um, in the, we did a survey with a particular with our M and a business broker group. And we found that over seven, I think it was like 73% of them, uh, said that they did not use social media at all for business stuff. And, and this was maybe two years ago, so it's, I'm sure it's changed a little bit. But um, the point is that those people are, are much more likely to respond to a cold call uh, because they get to speak to somebody versus uh, somebody who doesn't want to speak to anybody, who's somebody who um, that relationship, that personal relationship is not that important, that they're they're more comfortable with in an online scenario. So uh, so it starts with the customer, I would say. So if your um, customer uh, tends to respond to a, and likes a personal relationship more, that's something that cold calling makes more sense for, you know, given the other things, you know. So, um, you know, the, the industry, the, the size of the company, um, if, you're, if you're calling a $100 million company, it's unlikely you're going to get through to the CEO no matter how many times you call. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, you could be like Bud Fox in Wall Street and, you know, back in the <laughs> elephant, so to speak, you know, if, if you're anybody's old enough to remember that. Um, and, um, you know, but largely um, you're going to have a better um, uh, chance of getting through to somebody the smaller the company, obviously. I mean, you have a company with five, 10 employees and once in a while the owner will pick up the phone, you know, so it's a different um, contact ratio. So, um, you know, you have to balance uh, not only how does the decision maker, you know, uh, are you calling for the owner of a company? Are you looking at the director of HR or, you know, an office manager at a medical practice, you know? Um, so it, it, you have to look at not only how accessible they are, but, you know, how do they, how do they like to buy? This goes back to the buying strategy. And it, I mean, this is all, you know, uh, marketing principles just in general and cold calling is no different. Um, so I would say that it's, you know, size of the company and looking at the buyer profile and how that person prefers to buy just in general is, is the number, the two things that we look to start off with uh, to evaluate if something, uh, if a company makes sense. And of course, again, you've got to have, you know, a product or service that's a high end enough, you know, um, uh, high ticket enough product or service that it makes sense also. So, so I would say probably those three things are the big ones that you ask up front. So let's say that you um, that you've listened to, to, to you know your clients you your clients business, and you said you know I think yes the the, the criteria meets the criteria for uh, using cold calling as one of the marketing tools. Um, what are some of the things that you then look at um, or advise your clients on at that point? You know the. Um the two biggest things that we find that um, can really cause a campaign to fail are the the lack of a good list um, and and also the lack of good messaging, i.e., a phone script. Uh, so we spend a lot of times on those. Um, uh, unfortunately, and this is where probably another qualifier in, in a business. Um, you know, it, even if you 
uh, a business says, okay, here's my, my perfect dream client. This is what I'm looking for. Um, you know, we can get two of them. Uh, you know, they like the personalization, you know, the, that's their buying strategy, all those things we just talked about. Uh, but then we, there's no way to really get a list easily um, of, of those people. There's no way to access that publicly or, or, you know, get it somehow that can be a, a problem. Uh, so, because, and there's two different ways to do lead gen. There's the, you know, just kind of blow through a list. Um, and it's a one-time type of thing versus a, um, a more high touch where you're, you're, um, continue to follow up with people over time. Like you said, and, and the uh, lady that was working with you that, um, that, built relationships over time that's a different type of cold call uh it's more of a relationship building thing versus a one-off um so there's um so you got to look at the list quality and see is it even accessible um and uh most of the time you can come up with something uh, it just depends on the quality of it because the quality of the list is really going to drive your results um you know sometimes depending on the margin in your product you know, um, you can afford to, I mean, you could cold call for 10 years, you know, and pay for it and it'd still be worth it, you know, uh, type of thing. Um, and then the other aspect is the messaging. Uh, you know, un unfortunately, a lot of people uh, come to us and um, they've got preconceived notions about, you know, how do we present our product or service? How do we position ourselves? Um, and what we're, we're typically taught is, you know, um, you want to tell them, you know, about your company is, is competitive because it does this, this and this, you know, it's got all these great um, features that your competitors maybe don't have. Um, but the truth is that the prospect in the other end of the line doesn't care about you. And so we have to develop a script in a very um, uh, intentional way and also a simplistic way something that uh, instead of the six page script that that sometimes uh, our clients bring us and think hey this is great you know i, I put this together um that we have to um, narrow that down get that messaging tightened up so that um it's, it's very very quick and gets to the point quick is you know i mean as business people we all know you know we're swamped and we don't have time uh and if somebody cold calls us you know they're interrupting us and They've got to get our attention very quickly and give us a reason to to listen to them for even 30 seconds. And uh, so if we don't spend a lot of time on that messaging, um, that that really will kill any kind of campaign. And so we've spent, you know, 20 plus years working on that and trying to tailor those messages and, and make the ones that are effective um, to be able to, to break through that that initial um, resistance that you're always going to get to uh, something that's an interruption, basically, which is what a cold call is. What do you do nowadays about the idea that people really aren't uh, picking up their phones? You know, everything's going to voicemail. What, what are you, what are you advising your clients on that? We um, typically, you know, there's obviously there's two ways to do it. You know, you can um, make the calls and, you know, if they don't answer, move on type of thing. Um, or you can, uh, some clients prefer to leave voicemails. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, just because we've done studies on it and it it's, doesn't seem to be real effective. Um, I mean, yes, it's possible to get a, a call back, but, um, you know, I've, uh, I don't know if you've ever received a voicemail from somebody and they said, Hey, this is Bob with, you know, um, XYZ enterprises, or this is just Bob, you know, call me back at this number and you don't know what it's about or why they're calling. And so, but you think, well, this could be important. I better call them back. And then you find out it's a, a sales call and, you know, it's like that does not start things off well, usually. Yeah. So, um, so it's my personal preference and based upon our research, we usually don't recommend leaving voicemails. Uh, it's better to, hey, you call, you don't get through, 
you know, put them in the queue to call them again. Um, and because uh, you can uh, recall the same numbers over and over again over a period of time, uh, you know, every week or two, um, if you're not getting through to somebody uh, without it being you know, harassment. Uh, we uh, just uh, as a funny note, uh, we did have um, uh, a sales rep one time that worked for us that called uh, a prospect 27 times in one day. And, um, you know, the, the prospect uh, finally said, um, you know, hey, please don't call me anymore. But uh, so we, uh, of, co of course, parted ways with that sales rep. So uh, I would say it's, it's okay to be tenacious and recall the same number, but don't call them 27 times in one day. That definitely won't work. So, yeah. Um, is there good software that's out there now that, um, you know, dials a phone number automatically, you know, is picking you, pick, you know, picking up, uh, telling you when someone's picking up, uh, is leaving voicemails for you. Is there anything that you're seeing that's third party that's, um, you know, cloud-based, uh, that, that is very viable now for those type of, uh, calls? Yes, that's, um, it's actually, um, one of the, the real benefits in the last 20 years. And one of the things I've seen is that increase in technology and, uh, because of cloud-based stuff, um, it, it allows us to remotely, even if it's just you, you know, uh, by yourself or a small operation, um, it can be very affordable. So um, there's a variety of different softwares, of course. Um, 5.9 is one of the big ones. Um, Constant Contact, uh, or they changed their name now, it's nice. Um, but uh, either of those two uh, we've used and, and very successfully, they've got all those capabilities, um, like you said, to do auto, leaving auto voicemails and, and things like that. Um, and uh, I would say that, you know, there's a, um, if you remember back in the 90s when residential calling was still a thing, you know, one of people's biggest complaints and why they changed some of the laws was because of the auto dialers that um, would give you that pause and, and, you know, hang up on you and all that kind of stuff. And um, that technology is still available. It's gotten better with, you know, um, uh, trying to figure out um, different algorithms to figure out that stuff out. But in general, we've still found that serial calling, dialing one number after another um, is still the way to go. Um, using an auto dialer type of solution that is dialing multiple numbers um, can really get you in trouble. And it, I mean, it depends on the size of your, your, your group, so to speak. I mean, if you've got, you know, 30 agents or something um, all calling at the same time, it tends to work a little bit better, but you know, if you've got just a handful of people, you know, calling in your office or, you know, you're hiring a, you know, a small group, um, I think you really want to avoid that because these are, these are things where we want to focus on the quality, not necessarily the quantity. Um, when it comes to these high-end B2B calls, um, you know, it's very hard to get through to somebody. So you don't want to, um, you know, uh, poison that well by uh, having them get hung up on or any number of problems. So, to me, it's not worth it. And that's that's what our research shows is just old school serial one after another dialing is the most effective. What about like, for example, um, in our company, we have um, a really great CRM system that has an auto dial feature on it where you just hit a button and it dials it. And then, I mean, and, you know, I certainly I love it. And, um, you know, I certainly saves it, it sounds silly because you're only dialing, you know, nine numbers, but, you know, or whatever is it? How many numbers is it's eight numbers, right? So, uh, but you know, if you, 
if you're doing that a lot, it makes a big difference. Is there software that's out there which will automatically dial for you the phone number and it may, has made it very easy? Yeah, I um, as I mentioned, those two companies, um, Five Nine and uh, In Contact slash Nice um, N I C E, um, they both have both the sort of serial dialing, which I was mentioning, um, and also a um, progressive dialing. They call it where it does exactly that. It, 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 it and I guess it's for different uses. I'll put it this way: the the two profiles we talked about, um, sort of a lead gen person um, that is just out there generating the leads for somebody else to follow up on. That's the person that we want those repetitive calls going to where it's one after another. Uh, and we also, uh, it's better that they're not manually clicking that button every time because it's very easy to click the button, let the phone ring or have a conversation and then stop, you know, uh, okay, I'm going to get a cup of coffee and, you know, um, so something that serves up the calls one after another kind of keeps you going. Um, but the opposite is true with uh, somebody who's actually trying to have the high quality conversation, a sales rep, um, which is more appropriate for what you're talking about, where, you know, a specific CRM, they've got all the information and everything, and they're trying to have a quality conversation, then they want to manually dial that, they need to take notes afterwards, all that good stuff. So, um, but either of those two platforms, and those are my favorite two, uh, very large platforms as well, uh, and they're reliable. Um, both of them have that um, that type of capability, and there's there's a gazillion smaller ones out there that have uh, you know the technology is is getting to be pretty common. So um, just a little Google searching, you can find uh, whatever capability is is more of what you're trying to do. Um, there's a lot of solutions out there. Um, this is my last question, and that is um, when you get calls of people who hear about you, and they are um, they are doing cold calls. Um, and, and you agree when you speak to them that it is a via, that's the best way for them to go. Um, what is the, usually the reason why they're calling you? Uh, typically, uh, this is not news to anybody, but most people don't like to cold call. Um, it's, uh, uh, I think it's right up there with, um, you know, uh, they talk about the, the human fears, uh, you know, death and then public, I think public speaking is number one, then death. And I think cold calling is pretty short after that. Um, so I think a lot of people, um, come number one, cause they don't want to do it themselves. Um, and they find that it's hard to, to, um, to find individuals in their local market or even, you know, people that they uh, can hire online to do the, the work and manage them, uh, because they don't know what to look for just cause they don't have the experience. And so they're typically looking for someone, um, or looking for help in, um, in implementing that strategy because they don't want to do it and they don't have the capabilities to do it and the, and the expertise with it. Um, and uh, so that's where we step in. I mean, it's just like any, any other specialty, you know, um, you know, the, your uh, GP doctor is not going to do surgery, you know, and that sort of thing. So, um, so they're generally looking at it for those two reasons. I would say that's typically why they come to us. Okay, great. Um, anything I didn't cover that you think that you kind of want to mention other than, of course, you know, how people can get a hold of you, but, um, anything I didn't cover, do you think that's really critical in regards to this subject matter? Well, I think the, um, you know, as we kind of started out, you know, I think there's a perception that, that cold calling is a, is a dinosaur type of, um, marketing technique that doesn't work. Um, and I think that would be the biggest thing I would take away from this is that I can just tell you from personal experience. Um, as I said, we've made millions of calls and have, you know, 
hundreds of thousands of leads and appointments generated for our clients. And I can tell you that it's still a very viable um, marketing technique. Um, and that, uh, but like most marketing techniques, it has to be part of a bigger picture um, that you, that it works actually very well with, um, you know, online things like LinkedIn and, and um, you know, even Facebook and, and uh, you know, SEO, all that good stuff. If it's integrated, um, that's where you really get that synergy. So um, I would say consider it for if your business, if it makes sense um, with other things um, and as an enhancement or use other things to enhance the cold calling. Uh, but it's it's definitely a legitimate, uh, still effective tool uh, for the right um, type of uh, company and calling the right type of clients. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, I think the other thing is if, if you, you have to measure everything, mm -hmm. you have to measure everything. You have to know what when you close a deal, where did it come from? What was the what's the profit you made on it? What was the cost that it cost? You, if you can't measure, you can't manage. And so, you know, if you're doing cold calling and, and you're doing uh, online ads or you're doing direct mail, you have to have a system in place to trace it all back to see what happened. Because the other part about that too is you might find that uh, you close more deals and it's more cost effective through Google online ads but yet those clients don't stick around. Whereas the cold calling, uh, you find that the cost of acquisition is much higher, but those clients stay around for a very, very long period of time. So it, it, it gets complicated, but in the end of the day, if you can't track where you're, uh, what, what's happening, you know, one of the most important things in building a, a really, really good company is understanding your cost of acquisition and the amount of revenue you make per client mm -hmm. uh, and also profit per client. So, so, you know, I think I agree with you. I think that, you know, call calling is an avenue. Uh, again, let's go back to something that I said originally, sometimes making something that's old new again is a, a competitive advantage. And, um, you know, there's not a shortage of people out there who are willing to make calls for $35 an hour. And if you, have a good list and you have a good script um, and you have, of course you need to have a good product or service, right. uh, then uh, it could be a very, very uh, big part of lead generation. So I, I get what you're saying. Uh, that's a, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank so much Robert Poole from total business results for coming on today. Um, and if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also Subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. I mean, we've had over 300 episodes now, and our guests are just excellent, just like Robert is. Um, and, you know, please also give us a review if you like today's podcast or any of the ones, as long as it's five star, it really helps us get the word out. And if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, please feel free to visit our website at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. Robert, if anyone, wants to, if anyone wants to get a hold of you today um, or whenever, please, uh, could you let us know how we could do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, you can go to our website, uh, totalbusinessresults.com. Uh, that's got our, our phone number and contact info. Um, and I'm personally on a lot of the social media, uh, primarily uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, YouTube. 
uh, under the Robert Pool, Pool with an E, like a swimming pool with an E. Um, and uh, feel free to, to give us a call. Uh, I'd be more than happy to, to talk to you one on one if you're if you're not sure about the whole concept of cold calling. You think eh, maybe it'll work, maybe not. You know, be happy to walk you through that. Um, it, definitely not a sales pitch, and and as some inside information, we turn away about ninety percent of our, the people that call us. So um, we're not a we're not going to try to talk anybody into anything because uh, we we want our clients to succeed. But uh, more than happy to, to answer any questions and talk to anybody. So feel free to contact us. Great. Well, that's good advice. Robert, uh, thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, it was a great conversation. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, everybody, you know, have a great day. Uh, continue to work hard on growing your business. I think lead generation is such a big part of that. And, uh, you know, continue to keep trying to get better. All right. Have a good day, everybody.